Thank you so much that you are joining me in this broadcast of Dynamic Sunday Service. This is a pre-broadcast, so if you are watching this live right now on Graystream TV, this is what's going to be aired tomorrow morning. Um, tomorrow morning I'm preaching in a church and I cannot do the live broadcast. So I want to welcome you to this broadcast. I know you're going to be touched, impacted and blessed by the message of grace. The message of grace doesn't need to be, um, how can I say it, we don't have to defend the message of grace for it is it has got its own power. The gospel, when it's heard, brings forth power into the life of a person, gives you joy, liberty, freedom, righteousness, and puts you on a stable path that will make sure that you see the manifestation of God's righteousness in your human body in the return of Jesus Christ. Today I had somebody um, come to my uh, 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 today I had somebody come to the, my house and I just spoke to him. And he had a little bit of financial problems and we just shared. And what I say to him is one of the greatest things that we struggle with in the church is people that, um, it's, it's this thing that we are not content. It, um, it's chasing after stuff all the time. And that brings so much death. That brings so much destruction. So, I want to tell you, we're going to share a little bit on finances. We're going to get into the word on spiritual warfare. Um, I'll have some announcements and things. But we, I want to tell you that God loves you. He cares for you. He will bring forth the power of contentment in your life. He will give you joy. He'll give you righteousness. He'll give you everything. And He has given it all in Jesus Christ. And it's only for you to discover in your study um, in the Word of God. And as you also listen to different messages, different broadcasts, go on to websites with, that is grace-based and enrich yourself through that. Amen. Let us just pray together. Father, I want to thank you that I've got the privilege to preach this gospel all over the world. I thank you, Lord, for every person that is watching me right now, that he will be impacted by your love, that he will be impacted by your grace, that he will be impacted by who you are and what you have done for man 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Lord, that we can walk in the revelation that you have given us all things, that we don't have to try and attain unto what you have given us. Thank you that you strengthen me to minister this gospel under the power and with the power of the Holy Spirit, enabled to bring this message um, in such a way that it can win many and persuade many. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Um, <clears throat> I've got some announcements. First thing that I want to announce is we are planning to start dynamic web uh, cell groups. So if you want to be part of an internet cell group, um, I would like you to write to me at pastorberti at dynamicministries.com pastorberti at dynamicministries.com and just say I want to be part of the cell group. The way this is going to work is we're going to make use of Skype. Skype is a voice over IP program where you can talk to each other in, um, you know, with multiple streams. In other words, multiple people can talk at the same time in a conference, uh, conference gathering. Uh, it's for free. If you wanted, you, well, if you want to be part of the cell group, you'll have to download it. Just search for Skype, or I think you can go, you can go to www.skype.com, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you can download Skype, just search it on Google, and um, install it on your computer and register. It is for free. So, um, you, can, you can really use that. If you don't know about that, it is, uh, it's just really awesome, awesome program. So, Let's make use of it. It's a growing website. It's a growing, uh, um, it's, it's really, it's wonderful. So let's, 
you can download that. We can on we can fellowship together. And the reason why I want to do that is because there are people that get into the gospel of grace all over the world through websites and internets, and there's no interaction, there's no fellowship, and people need that fellowship. So um, if you want to be in a cell group, a cell group will not have more than five people. Uh, we've been running a cell group now for about a year. Uh, a dynamic cell group and it's really um, a, been a blessing you know I, I, I hate to miss the cell group it's wonderful to just fellowship with the people and see what God is doing in their lives fellowship with each other talk to each other encourage each other pray for each other um, so yes if you want to be part of that cell group I want to encourage you to become part maybe you say well you know I know the gospel well then you can uh, become a cell leader and we're going to need cell leaders as well. It's going to, all, it's going to be arranged according to time zones. Uh, because it's difficult for people in South Africa to, fellow, to find a good time to fellowship um, with people in the US or uh, you know, different time zones when it comes to China and India and Australia. So for those of you that want to be part of that, please write to me, Pastor Batty at dynamicministries.com. Then we have also started a forum uh, you, you know that we always had a blog now on our homepage on the website dynamicministries.com the homepage you can just click on forum there in this new forum um, that is, is designed around it's, it's, it's pastoral designed and um, I, I believe it will grow and advance greatly in the next months to come what we have in this is interaction, questions and answers, place where you can just chit-chat, talk about movies, whatever you like, um, a place where you can, where there's my daily devotionals, daily devotionals of different people that, that's in the grace message, um, places where you can just put some posts, advertise events. Man, it is an awesome place. We had more than 5,000, we had about five, just over 5,000 pages viewed yesterday and was the first day of this forum so make sure that you go and look at that become a member of it in other words just register you're not becoming a member of dynamic love ministries a church member and you must give your tithes to us by um, just logging in just register so that you can have access to the whole um, the whole forum it's awesome just go and have a look at it uh, very very nice so um, tell us also what you think write to us write to the administrator write to dynamicministries.com or to, to me Bertie Brits and send me a p- p- personal message on the forum um, and we can improve it whatever ideas you have it's brand new it needs your input as well but it's already touching the lives of many so yes that's it so um, if you yeah if you can turn with me in the Bible we're going to talk a little bit about finances. Um, let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I've been talking for about two years on money in the perspective, or from the perspective, that you don't have to give in order to be blessed. So, uh, you know for sure, there's certain things you do know. If you've been watching my website faithfully, if you've been watching our broadcasts, if you've been watching Grace Stream TV, we are not into... Tithing, sowing and reaping. That's not what we're into. We don't believe in doing that in order to prosper. We don't believe in manipulating people so that people can give. And I don't say this to to manipulate you to give to me. I'm just telling you what we are teaching and what the Bible says. And, um, And I also believe that it would be wrong to teach you that 
only, uh, well, you don't have to give in order to be blessed, but I don't teach on how God works in our hearts in order to give. So there is a giving part in the life of a person. And I don't teach this with a pers- uh, from the perspective of want, that I say, well, I want your money. I want you to know that my heart is pure, my motive is pure about this. It's like Paul said, he says, well, let God be the judge of my heart. I stand before the God who judges the thoughts and the intents of a man's heart. So I stand before God and I say this, I don't preach this to get money from you. Uh, the reason why I share this is so that you can walk in the freedom and the liberty that Christ has ordained you to walk in. Now, <clears throat> we're going to go to Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to read uh, from verse, let's read from verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again, wherein you were careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, but I have learned in whatsoever state I am there was to be content. I know both how to be abased, I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Notwithstanding you have done well that you did communicate with my affliction. So what happened here? Paul was in affliction. He didn't have, he didn't have money but, um, and didn't go begging for money. People in their hearts wanted to give towards Paul and then they gave. Then Paul said, well, I want to thank you for the good thing that you've done. And I've got great joy in my heart that you gave. Not that I was sitting here dying, hoping that you're going to give me something. So Paul wasn't say, Paul actually said, I wasn't here expecting you to give to me now. And I was waiting in an anxiety that you would give to me. But I want to say, now that you give, I'm very happy. And then he said a thing that has been missed in the New Testament church so many times misinterpreted. He said, not that I I speak in respect of want, for I've learned how to be content with whatsoever I have. So, um, the the Bible says, and let's just go to um, Psalm 23 quickly. Psalms 23. And this is going to bless you. Psalms 23. It's known very well. So, Paul said that he doesn't have any want. Why doesn't he have any want? Because he's learned to be content with the things that he has. Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures, He leadeth me beside the still waters, He restores my soul. So here here he says, The the guidance of the Lord, where the Lord guides me, that is enough for me. He, He guides me where there's water, He guides me where there's food. And clearly he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And what does Paul say here? He says, not that I speak in respect of want. Why? For I have learned in whatsoever state state I am therewith to be content. So, the Lord as our shepherd brings something into our hearts that is called contentment. And in that contentment, our hearts is restored. In that contentment, we find peace for our souls. In that contentment, we find that we eat in the presence of of our enemies, so your enemy poverty can be shouting at you all the time, but you will eat in that presence with joy uh, the food that God has placed before you, and you will enjoy what you have in front of you. For God said that He is your shepherd, and He will meet your needs. And one of the greatest needs that the body of Christ has today, greater than any money, is contentment. 
That is what the body of Christ needs. The church worldwide has been dumped into a spirit of, and I sound very spiritual, but hear what I'm saying. Let me use another word, not a spirit, an attitude. In an attitude of lust for stuff. And that lust for stuff has never been dealt with. And because of this un, unnatural desire for things, um, the, the church has come and instead of talking about that, they did two things. Instead of teaching contentment, they taught poverty. So you must be poor, poor because poverty is holiness. And then the people in poverty rebelled and they went into a message that says you must now only be rich, otherwise you're not blessed. <laughs> Which is now wrong. The thing that the church needs today is contentment. So, when you live, the house where you live in, the situation where you live in, find contentment in your heart. Let the gospel of Jesus bring contentment to your heart. It's very difficult to decide to be content. Um, and I said that to somebody today. I said, don't decide, well, I'm going to be content. If you're not content, you're not content. Don't fake anything so you can see what is the outflow in your life. Because as a man believes in his heart, so is he. So you'll find what you believe will manifest in your life. So if you've got anxiety and fear manifesting in your life, don't try and hide it. Um, you know, be honest and say, well, I've got anxiety and fear and I want stuff and that's the way it is. Just, that is, you can say, that is what's manifesting in my life. So that you can know that you can go and look into the mirror of the liberty of, that Jesus Christ brought according to Acts chapter 2 and that you can be set free. Amen. And walk in true freedom. And that is what Christ has got for us. Hallelujah. So, the thing here is contentment. Um, if you are not content, it will be impossible for you to give. In other words, if you really want something, and that want you have can never be satisfied, I want to tell you, if you're not content, no money in the world can satisfy your need for money. It's the same with, with, with marriage. If you're not content with your wife, and your relationship with your wife, no, no amount of woman, I'm talking about a, a healthy situation now in, in marriage. If you cannot be satisfied with your sexual relationship with your wife, talking about a healthy sexual relationship, and you always want more, and you want to sit in the pornography, you want to sit in this, you want to sit, let me tell you something. That need cannot be met. It's impossible. That need cannot be met. Not by how many women, not by money, by nothing. The, the desire that comes out of a human's fleshly nature that is activated once is under the law and doesn't understand who he is in Christ cannot be met by nothing, not even God. Now listen to me, not all the riches in heaven can meet that need. It's impossible. It cannot happen. So you can say, oh, but if I've got, ev because once you've got everything, it, it's like once you've got, I tell you, you can have the whole world. You'll say, oh, but I want the sun and the moon and the stars. And if you get the sun, the moon and the stars, and you get to the moon, you see, but I can see another planet further. You want that. So there's no end to that. So that's why the Bible says, those that want to be rich, fall into a snare and a trap, and into many foolish and hurtful, hurtful lusts, because it's people that still desire to be rich. 
Now, I, you might say, Matthew, you're talking too long about money now, you know, get into the Word. This is the Word of God. You know, I can continue for this for an hour, and I'm still preaching grace. It's just in the area of finances. I'm not changing anything. It's just the gospel of grace. If we talk about money, it's the gospel of... Uh, um, in the gospel, it's grace we preach. We're preaching the cross. If we talk about that in healing, it's the cross. We're going to use communion today. It is the cross. It's all about the cross of Jesus Christ. So, even if I don't get into what I'm planning, we are preaching a practical gospel that is founded in the, in the cross of Jesus Christ and that sets people free. So, the first thing that I want to bring home to your heart is contentment. If you're not content... The only way I will get you to give is to tell you that you can get the things you think you need by giving to me. Let me say that again. I want you to to understand this. If you are in lust concerning finances, if you are not content, if you don't have contentment in your heart, and I'm not preaching contentment as a work that you must try and work up. I'm saying that again. It's a fruit of understanding the gospel of grace. If you don't have that fruit in you, get more into the Word. Get onto the website. Get Listen to the... I mean, I've got three or four hundred messages there. Get busy with it. Listen to Rob Rufus. Um, you know, well, any preacher that is not going to tell you you must tithe in order to, to get, otherwise you're not going to uh, get rid of that... Uh, that thing in your flesh, because that's the very thing that activates it. <laughs> you know, you must give so that God can bless you. That is what will activate that lustful stuff in your in your heart. Um, you can go and read Romans six and seven about that. That's so clear, in, even into eight. So, number one, contentment as a fruit of knowing the gospel of Jesus Christ is necessary in order for you to give out of the Spirit, to give in the way that is pleasing to God. Now, if you are, uh, if, if you have a, a desire for stuff and you're not set free, the only way I'm gonna get, I can get money out of you is by promising you that you can have what you lust after if you give to me. That's the only way I will get money out of you. That's why many people today and many preachers today are so scared to say we are not preaching tithing and sowing and reaping anymore because how will we survive? Because they know that people are stingy, people are caught up in, 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 in mammon, and they will not give. And they are right. If we stop to preach tithing and sowing and reaping without people knowing the unconditional love, mercy and grace of God, knowing the whole grace thing in finances, they will not give. It's just the way it is. I've seen, uh, I've, I've seen so many times, you know, you get people, there are people that are naturally, um, you know, more, more giving and so, but most of the time people are very taken in concerning money and, and not that uh, open-handed because people are scared. So for you to really give, my friend, get to the place in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we can, we're going to use communion today uh, with, a, with money and I'm going to read a scripture concerning that. That will bless you. We're going to use communion today. And in this communion, when the body of the Lord, when we say the body of the Lord is broken for you, we say that the man of the law is broken. The tithe principle to be blessed is broken. The, the sowing and reaping principle is broken forevermore. 
And we say that that body of law, out of which death comes forth, and stinginess and all of that, is broken. And you say, I walk in my freedom. Today I am set free by a revelation of the body of Christ, from being stingy, and under the power of money. Okay? And I also believe that so many times we are under such law when it comes to money that people even have a poverty mentality that they think they can never own anything and have anything. Um, on, on the forum, you can go and read it there uh, under Q&A. There was a, a person that uh, asked me a question and sent it to uh, Dynamic, uh, I think, info at dynamicministries.com. I had a question. They said, can I believe God for 100,000 rand today? And how does that link into the teaching that I said, we don't believe for stuff, but we will believe in someone? I then answered him and said to him, listen man, talk to God as if he's your friend about this. About the 100,000 and the need you have. And then, don't worry if you get it. If you get it, good. If you don't get it, don't worry. God hasn't died. He will still care for you. The man phoned later on, he did get the 100,000. A miracle happened, he did get the 100,000. But the answer is, even if he didn't get it, it doesn't matter. So you can say, God, you are good to me, that I can even come and ask whatsoever in your name, and bring it before you. You know, but we don't ask from the perspective of, I am in such a need for that thing, because the thing that you think you need might not be the thing you need. Sometimes we think we need stuff. You don't need more stuff. When there's a recession in the world, you don't need stuff. You need contentment. And you need wisdom in how to handle your finances. Hallelujah. And with the mentality of more, 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 maybe you need to sell something you've got in wisdom. Maybe you've got, it's, it's, it's like I said, uh, uh, somebody that, that came to my house today, and while I prayed for him, I got this, this thing in my heart. He says, but he's using up all his savings. Then I thought, but in the prayer, you know, at the end, it came to my mind, but those savings is God's provision for him years ago. God made him save stuff because God knew that this time's going to come so that he could have something. And now, because we are using the provision of God, he's using the provision of God, he feels, what about the future? Well, if this is finished, then there will be something else that God has done. And out of that contentment and joy... We can live. Amen. And that is what I believe the Lord has, has, has for us. So my friend, know this one thing, um, that we can be free to give. If you, if you give um, to Dynamic Love Ministries, I want to say this to you, you cannot give to this ministry, and I don't want you to give to this ministry if you ever feel obligated whatsoever. If you feel a love and a passion for the grace of God and for this ministry, you want to see it advance and spreading the gospel all over the world. You can give from that foundation. That's Yes, we will receive like that. But if the gift doesn't come from a willing heart, but from thinking that I owe God and I'm indebted to God or I must have a, a bright future and this will, will, will make sure that I'm going to have a good future. My friend, rather go and just keep the money, go to the website, go and... Check out our teachings on finances. Study that. Get deliverance and freedom. And then from a free heart, you can give. Hallelujah. I, want just, I just want to read this scripture in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6. It says here, 
um, it speaks of Jesus Christ. It says, I pray that you keep this commandment without spot and rebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in the time that he, sh- um, he, he shall show who is the blessed and the only po- uh, potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who only has immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach, unto whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Charge them. Now listen to this. He was, he was telling Timothy here, stick in the grace, stick in the, in, the, in, in, in the gospel of Jesus. And the next breath he goes on, and with that same power and uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he wrote this. He says, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. So, when it comes to finances, a thing that money does because of a law system, Now, money does, let me put it this way, the thing that the law does easily when you have money is you think you're better than others. Um, I remember when I was in in the South African Defense Force years ago, 1992, 91, I was in the South African Defense Force. You know, when you get into the army, they strip you of everything you have. They take away your clothes. They take everything away and they issue you their stuff. So everybody looks the same. Everybody. You've got the same clothes. You've got the same cupboard, the same bed. You're not allowed to have a car. I remember there for the first six months or something like you weren't, or I can't remember, there was just certain cases where you were allowed a car. But you couldn't even have a car. You couldn't have expensive jewelry. It wasn't allowed. So nobody could see this guy's rich and that guy's poor. So that everybody could be on the same level. But even in that situation, you could see somebody that was, whose father was rich. The way he talks is different. <laughs> Some of them talk out of, out of that because they just had that money and so they can't relate to the normal guys, you know. They, they can't relate to suffering. Others talked from being high-minded. So when you're under the law, when you're under a law that says, what I have determines who I am, or the blessing of God is determined by how much money I have, if you, if you believe that, let me tell you something, if you believe that, you are already high-minded. Because the moment you believe that, the natural working of that law in your heart is, there are people that are better off than others. There are some people that's got more favor with God than others and favoritism has already set in your heart. Now, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm just telling you the consequences of the law. And those type of things are born out of teachings like sowing and reaping and tithing and all of that. It kills the body of Christ. It makes preachers have respect for peop- more respect for people that give than people that don't give or can't give. And Paul rebuked people. He says, how can you, Peter, how can you let those people that are rich sit here and then the others here at your footstool that are poor? Showing favoritism. It cannot happen. So he says, you're charged then that are rich in this world, talking about money, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. Now, here you can go and study that word out. It says, uncertain riches. So, if God said by the Holy Spirit that money is 
uncertain. And riches is that they are uncertain. I don't care what, what man says and what teaching comes, money will stay uncertain. That's the way it is. And you cannot trust in it because that's one of the attributes and the characteristics of money. It's there today, gone tomorrow. But we should trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So he says, listen, don't trust in your money, but trust in God that loves you and cares for you and that gives to you liberally and freely. Amen. Right. And he gives it so that we can enjoy that. Then he says that they do, and now charge the rich, they do good, that they be rich in good works, that they will be ready to give, willing to give extravagantly. So, I want to charge those that are rich in this world, those that have money, be free from, and I want to just say, and I want to apologize on behalf of many of preachers that has manipulated you, abused you for the money you have to serve their visions. I want to say to you, wherever your heart feels, communicate and give in abundance and partner with the message of freedom. Do that. If I'm not saying you should give to my ministry. To whosoever you feel in your heart, and you can go and check out Galatians. He says, partner, be part of. Give to uh, those that ministers grace. Go, go and read in Galatians 6. That's what it says. So, do that. If you want to give to the poor, want to give to an a, a, a orphanage or somebody in the street, you want to help a kid, do that. The way God will work that in you is not by a message of condemnation, judgment or control, but it's simply a message that you have been set free, you have a desire to give, and then you simply just do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's just take the communion concerning, um, concerning finances. When Jesus died, when His body was broken, the lawman was broken. The lawman was broken. The man that says, by what I do, I prosper, was broken. And when that died, we, the old man with his deeds died. So all fear for the future, you can even take it this way, fear for the future, financially, stinginess, sowing and reaping, tithing to be blessed, everything has been paid for in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And He died. And when you believed in Jesus, and were baptized in water, and believed on Christ, that what happened to you, is an identification of what happened in the body of Christ. And my friend, I say this with all compassion and love in my heart. You are set free from that old ritual death system forevermore. For the first time you can give with freedom in your heart. Let me tell you something. The other day, a, 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 a person came to me and said, he's given thousands of rands to churches. I said to him, listen, let me, let me correct you. You haven't given so much. The law gave your money away. And you stood, stood there in fear looking at it. And he said, that's correct. And once you get the gospel of grace, for the first time you are free from, set free from all these things. You are set free from all these things. And now giving can come out of the very nature of God that is in your heart. Amen. Let's take the bread uh, and, and eat together. Father, I want to thank you.
for the body of Jesus that was given and broken for us. Thank you for the power of the gospel. Thank you that I can be loved of you. Thank you that I can say the old man of condemnation, death and I must do to get has been done away with. Thank you for your body in Jesus' mighty name. Let's just eat together. Thank you, Lord. We are set free. We are set free from, from a poverty mentality by having the gift of contentment for the Lord is our shepherd. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As you eat, I want you to, um, to just see how that, that bread becomes part of your whole body. It's taken up into your whole system. It energizes you. It gives you strength. And as you eat of that, I want to tell you, you partake, you've partaken of what God has done. His life, the death of Jesus will be evident in your life because you'll be set free from the law. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to take that bread. Say, the death of Jesus will be evident in my life because the lawman is gone forevermore. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In the same, same way, the Lord Jesus Christ took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the New Testament. He thanked God. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. He thanked the Father for it. He says, this is the cup of the New Testament. In this blood is the New Testament. This is the covenant of peace that we rest in. And by this blood, our uh, um, sins has been washed away. Amen. Let's drink together. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your blood. I thank you, Lord, that my whole household, my wife and I, my kids, they are blessed in your body and in your blood. And we don't take this lightly, my God. We take this having knowledge of the body of Jesus, discerning what it really is and where it is and what, how it functions in Jesus' name. Amen. Juliana? Amen. It's wonderful um, uh, to, to know that we can use this. Well, let's get into the Word for today. You might say, Abdi, but you've been preaching 35 minutes. <laughs> Amen. We're just going to share. You know, it's, it's awesome. We want to see more and more of this message, touch lives of people. We are not chasing a successful ministry. We are just ministering the success of the cross, my friend. I want to tell you, don't chase a successful ministry. Don't chase a successful family. Don't chase any of those things. Because if God was chasing after a successful family, <laughs> how, should he, how should He have felt after His only son, Adam, sinned? What, what must He have said about who He was as a father and His success? He would have said, well, I'm not successful at all. But I want to tell you, we are not chasing success. We are ministering the success of the cross and we are acknowledging and discovering the success of His work in us. 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to um, Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. (coughs) Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I strongly advise that you, you, you download eSword. Go to eSword, go and download eSword, but don't just download the main thing. Go and download all the, the dictionaries and the different translations. You can download about 20 translations, commentaries, everything for free. And then after you've downloaded it, make a donation to the people. I mean, those people put those things up free and they just ask for a simple donation. Make a donation, bless them. Amen. They do a good job. Get eSword. When you listen to this, and I read the scriptures, go and just read it with me. It's powerful. Take your Bible, read it with me, so that we can see and study together. You know, when we see and study together, we come with, 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 I don't want to call it serious, but it's almost serious. We, we come to learn. We want to know. Amen. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So it says two things. Be strong in the Lord and be strong in the power of His might. So He's got power, He's got might, and we must be strong in the Lord. So we're going to be strong in the Lord, strong in, 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 in what He's done. Okay, and then in the power of His might. So we are strong in Jesus Christ. We are strong in how He obeyed on our behalf. We are strong in how He died on our behalf. We're strong, we are strong in how He fulfilled the law on our behalf. You know, the other day I, um, I watched it, last night, I watched a clip on uh, uh, Tangle.com. Do yourself a favor, go there, watch Tangle.com, and this is how you can do yourself the favor. You can go and call, comment there and help people in the gospel of grace. <laughs> Amen. Go and comment on the video clips and tell people the true gospel. Amen. So, well, I went there and this guy preached on the law. And he said, you know, the Ten Commandments is not the Ten Suggestions, it's the Ten Commandments. You know, then he said it's not, and, and because it is stable, it's written in stone. And we should obey the Ten Commandments. <laughs> you know, I, when he said that, I thought, but what about the scripture that says the ministration of death was written and engraved on stones? And here this guy says, pursue this. It is not even a suggestion. It's a command. And you should do it with all of your might. And then God will look if you do that ten commandments. And then the greatest commandment there is, you shall keep the Sabbath, and those that don't keep the Sabbath shall go to hell. This is what their guy preached. You know, uh, uh, it says here, don't be, it doesn't say, finally my brethren, be strong in Moses and in the power of the Lord. And the power of the flesh. Now it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now he's talking about spiritual warfare here. He's talking about the stand that we must have in Jesus Christ. And uh, 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 Paul was, when he wrote Ephesians, he was serious about this. Because there were people going around preaching false doctrines, bringing uh, uh, messages over the lives of people cheating them 
Now that's what we said in, in, in Galatians 5. Let me just go there. It says, stand fast, there in, in, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. So when, where did they all of a sudden get the circumcision thing and, and all of that? Where did they all of a sudden get key to the customs of Moses? They got all of that by other people coming to preach there. So, we are not going to be strong in the law and in the power of His mind. When we come to God, we make our members, uh, not church members, <laughs> your members, your body, what you have, what you possess, you bring to Christ. In other words, when I came to Him, I brought my spirit, soul, body, wallet, Everything, I brought it to Christ. So, my spirit is saved by what? By grace. So, I've given my spirit to the message of grace. Now, my body, how will my body be saved? Not by my works. But I also give my body to the spirit of grace. To the message of grace. Amen. I come and I give my mind to what? To the message of grace. So what does that mean? It means I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to be saved in my spirit. I'm, I'm saved by, by works. I don't say my body will be saved by works. No, I've given my body to the message of grace, saying in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, this body will be raised because I've given it to grace. And what people do is, they give their spirits to grace, they don't give their works to grace, they give their works to the law, their deeds, they give their deeds to the law, and they give their money, their, their, their wallet to the law as well. They say, well, I'm saved by grace, my spirit I give to the grace message, and eternal life with Jesus, I give that to the grace message, but I don't make all my members, my whole body, my life, part of the grace message. And that's what it says in, 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 first, in, in Romans. Let's just go there quickly. Romans chapter 12. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It says you present your body as what? As a sacrifice unto God. So what do you do? You sacrifice your body. You say, well, I don't give this body to the law system that it was used to, but I give my deeds to grace. So I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have people preach to me and say to me, you're going to have good works by your willpower. For I have not offered the works part of my life to the law message. I'm offering the works part of my life, my deeds, the good works as opposed to in my life. I don't make it available to the law message, but I make that available to the grace message for the, for the cross of Jesus to have its effect in that area of my life. In the same way with finances, now just touch, touch on that again. We don't make, you know, even our deeds, well, I've seen so many people. We believe we are saved by grace. Hallelujah. We believe we don't have to work up by the law in order to be righteous. No way. We don't believe that anymore. But we make, when it comes to money, sowing, reaping, tithing and 20 other things. <laughs> Let's make everything available for the message of grace. Amen. Hallelujah. The same power that worked in your spirit, my friend. To get you to a place where you can be born from above. 
is the power that can produce good works in your life. It's the power that can bring forth what you need in your finances. It, it will bring forth, number one, the most needed thing, like I said, in the body of Christ today, which is contentment. Amen. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Jesus. So it says here, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. So we are not strong in Moses. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now, that's very powerful. Let's go there quickly and we just look at the power of His might. The power of His might. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. What is the power of His might? Let's go to verse 15. Chapter 1 verse 15. It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So, what does Paul pray? He says, I want you, listen to the prayer of Paul. He didn't pray, your father, give them a breakthrough in the area of miracles. He didn't say that. And we're not against miracles, please. You know, I prayed for somebody today. We experienced such a, a, a magnificent power of God. Right. It says, wherefore, I also, after I pray, it says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, who God is, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in what? In the knowledge of Him. So He says, I want you to be wise. I want you to have wisdom. I want you to know how this thing is put together. To be wise. To know what is the correct actions upon this. I want you to have a revelation in the knowledge of Him. He didn't even just say uh, uh, a little revelation. He said a spirit of wisdom. An attitude that all the time has revelation and knowledge when it comes to Jesus Christ. Because people didn't have a spirit of wisdom that time. You know, like today. They didn't have a spirit of wisdom. What they had was only one revelation of grace in a certain area. I see that today. People come and they, and, and, and they hear the gospel of growth. They said, whoa, glory, hallelujah. I've been set free from the law. That's all they hear. I've been set free from the law. So it's not by my works anymore. Glory to God. That's the revelation. But when they come to the application of that revelation, wisdom in that revelation, they don't know how. Because the next day somebody tells them, walk five times around the town, then the presence of God is going to fall on the place. And then they walk with great power <laughs> around town. They walking, getting down the presence of God. So, he says, not just one little revelation and one good a practical example of something, but a spirit and an attitude that in all things, all the time, see and understand how to apply grace and Jesus Christ, the knowledge that God has about His Son and about you in every area of life, and that you, have, that you will have a spirit of having knowledge about God in everything, knowledge about Him in everything, and knowledge how to take what you know and apply that in every area of your life in the grace, with a grace perspective. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, 
<laughs> if you don't enjoy my preaching, I enjoy it myself. This is the good news. Thank you, Jesus. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, and your love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks to you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our, Father, of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And now he explains what it is. It is the eyes of your understanding being enlightened so that we can understand the gospel. My friend, it's very, very important to understand the gospel. Um, the simple thing of, uh, yeah, we just know that Jesus died upon a cross, you know, and now my sins are forgiven, amen, glory, hallelujah, and that's all you understand. There's a deeper understanding to the gospel. Paul was writing a letter here about 2,000 years ago. If you, listen, if you had to write a letter that you know will be read a thousand years from now if Jesus will not return, what will you write? God knew that Jesus wouldn't come back in physical form 2,000 years ago. He already knew that, that in the year 2009, Jesus wouldn't have arrived yet until this day. It's the 21st, I think. 20th, 21st. Hasn't arrived yet. He knew that. And he saw it fit that the Apostle Paul wrote this, that people may have an understanding. So that must be something that God is trying to shout through the ages. That people can hear and know, and it must be of uttermost importance to understand the gospel. You, my friend, Let's come to the place where we don't just know, well, I must have this simple gospel of Jesus paid for my sins. That means I must repent of my sins and then I'm saved. The other day I, I, uh, um, I read on a blog, um, this, this preacher wrote, and you know, I'm not against him. One thing I want to say to you, I'm not against any law preacher. I've been a law preacher myself and the people in the grace has been against me and didn't use tact but attacked <laughs> I wouldn't have had the gospel man. so we want to minister this with love the two people so I'm not against this but I want to tell you what needs are out there maybe you are there and you can identify 100% with what I'm saying this preacher and he, he's a preacher of a church with three or five thousand members he wrote and he said to be born again the Bible says you must be born again. And this is what it is to be born again. To repent from your sins. To be repent from your sins and start to live a holy life and serve Jesus is to be born again. That is not it. <laughs> that is wrong. In examination you would get zero there because it is wrong. Repentance of sins was part of the law system. If repentance of sins was being born again, why did Jesus come? For then the people in the Old Testament under Moses was already born again by repenting from sins all the time. Born again is something much greater than that. I don't want to explain that now. Um, but we must come to a place where we understand that one man brought sin into the world. One died. You know, and, and when he brought sin into the world, one man came and he brought life and righteousness into the world. He's my representative. We take that and apply it to every area of life. And that is what Paul is trying to say in the, in the, the section where he's in Ephesians, he's talking about spiritual warfare. He, he starts off and he says, be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of his might. It doesn't say have this weak type of a, um, understanding of this. Now think of my sister. You know, she she she, she wrote on on our um, on the forum, introduced herself. She said, "I don't tolerate any attack against my identity, and I am radical about that." Now, <laughs> okay. One thing you must understand for sure. It, I don't say that if you believe a little bit and you're not this radical person that you are not getting it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is have a strong conviction when it comes to the Lord. Have a strong conviction of the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. I am strong in the Lord. I am not, uh, uh, well, I'm in the Lord now. Now I'm in the flesh. Now I'm in the spirit type of teaching. Throw that out the window. Get to the place where you can say, (laughs) Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I can come and say, I'm strong in the Lord. I'm in this message of grace. I am in Him strongly. That means, when I look at Him, I see I'm righteous. I see I'm holy. I see I'm all of this. And I'm strong in the power of His might. Now, we get into power of His might. So, it says here that we might have a spirit, an attitude, a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Having the eyes of our understanding enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of His calling. Oh, so many people not understanding the hope of His calling. (laughs) We have been called unto righteousness. And the hope of the calling that we have, we've been called unto righteousness, now we are in it, in Jesus Christ, is an immortal body and finding all of our fullness in the return of Jesus Christ. And many people not understanding the hope of His calling. And because they they don't know what the hope of their calling is, it's because they simply never had a revelation... um, and the understanding of Jesus Christ being a man. And why He was a man. And why He represented you. Amen. One day I'll get into all of this. The hope of His calling. And what is the riches of His glory or His goodness of His inheritance in the saints. That all talks also about the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Now listen. <laughs> oh, Father, thank you for this good news. God wants us to understand what is the riches that He got and that He possesses in the resurrection of Jesus and in His obedience on all of behalf of mankind, what riches indwells the saints that is already in earthen vessels my friend let me tell you something what is already inside you cannot be fathomed or even thought upon with this human brain but it already is inside you you are walking around with the the riches of the glory of God's inheritance which is in you Amen. It is something that's already inside you, that you may know this hope and this calling, that you may know all of these riches that cannot come with a law mind, but it only comes by the revelation of the Spirit. Amen. And what is the exceeding greatness, now listen to this, and what is the exceeding greatness 
of His power to usward who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only is this in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under His feet and gave Him to be the head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Now, that sounds very complicated. Let me explain it to you. He says here, Be strong in the Lord, And in the power of His might. Now, what is the power of His might? Here it says, He wants us to understand the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe. This power towards us is in the same accordance. It's according to. It is just like the same thing. It is when you look at this power that worked that brought Christ from the dead, it is the power that works towards you. The way it worked in Christ is the way it works in you. So be strong in the Lord and in the power that raised Christ from the dead. And how did He raise Him from the dead? Which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. Now, T.B. Joshua said something that is very, very powerful. He said, if somebody is dead for one minute, You need just as much faith to raise somebody that's dead for one minute as what you need to raise somebody that's dead for 20 years. Because if somebody's dead, he's dead. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? No doctor, if somebody's dead, really dead, no machine, nothing, they can fake life, but they can't make him live. Many of these machines that keep people alive, they're just faking life. It is not real life. No machine can revive anybody. It, it is, it's not like if somebody has already died, he is dead. Well, let, me, let me use different. You need the same faith to raise someone that's dead for an hour as what you need to raise someone that's dead for 20 years. Now, Betty, why do you say that? Because I want to tell you how dead, dead is. Dead is dead. It's as good as dust. The same power to to raise somebody from the dead is what you need to take dust and form a man. Because you take something that's dead and put life in it. Now, this is what it says. In Christ wrought the power that took him from death to life. So be strong in the Lord and in the power that took you from death unto life. And what death was he in? He was an absolute dead unto absolute God life. That's what he took you unto. So, when Paul came, and this is the foundation for spiritual warfare, he said it like this. He said, Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in Him. Have an in-God mentality all the time. Be strong in His teachings. Be strong in the Lord. And be strong in the knowledge of what He raised you up into. You know, sometimes we think, and I, I see on Tangle.com, I, I'm a lot on the internet, and we've got a, great, a big internet ministry. When... On Tangle.com, they've got this, this thing where, where the man comes out to skid with a hammer and chisel. 
And now God says to the man, you are my perfect workmanship, but I'm just here with a chisel, you know, <laughs> and a hammer. So many times you've got that, and then he says, well, I see you've got a bit of pride. Think, and then the guy says, ouch! You know, we've got that mentality where God comes and He always wants to chisel something out of our life. Rubbish! The only thing that was chiseled, all sin has been chiseled out of your life. If there's anything you want to chisel out of your life, chisel all unbelief and wrong belief concerning who you are out of your life. Get that out of you and discover the perfection that you are standing in today. So many times people think God has got this issue with their deeds. God doesn't have an issue with your deeds. He's got an issue with your belief. What do you believe? That's the thing. And then Paul came and he said this, and this was said through 2,000, for 2000 years been said in the book called the Bible. It's been preached by preachers. It's being heralded all over the world. Be strong in the Lord. Don't be strong in Moses. Don't be strong in your pocketbook. Don't be strong in what you think about, uh, in what you think others should think about you. Don't be strong in your looks. Don't be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the grace message, in the gospel of God's acceptance, in the gospel of how much He loves you and cares for you and has done it all for you. Amen. We're strong in that. We're not weaklings when it comes to grace. We're not pushovers when it comes to grace. We are established. We are rooted in this thing because that's how God rooted us. Because when we were raised up, we were raised up and seated with Him. And when we see the power that works in Christ, we see the power that took me from the law and gave me the uttermost life of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Be strong in the Lord and be strong in the power of His might. Just find that place. I preached the pages gone there. <laughs> strong in the Lord and the power of His might. The moment we start to realize that, is finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Now explains how we, what I've just preached to you, how do you get that right? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Against the deception of the devil. And I want to tell you, the deception of the devil comes through wrong teaching. Amen. Okay. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt with the truth having on the blessed bread of righteousness, your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherein you shall be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the, spirit of the, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we're going to get into this um, next Sunday and uh, yeah, I look forward to that my friend I want to just encourage you with these words and I want to end off this, this, this um, Sunday message with this 
let's know this thing. We are in a war. I don't want to say we the war bride of Christ. That's not what I'm saying. We are the bride of Christ. But the enemy is out there and he works in many ways to trick us out of the gospel of grace. You know, for so long, I, I, I didn't go on to Tangle.com. It's, it was GodTube always, which is a Christian-based site with, I think it's the 256th biggest website in the world. I, I had a look at it, and when I went through there, I cried. I did find grace there. But if I just look at the main page, what is really going, last night I cried. One o'clock last night I was watching that in tears in my eyes. Because I, it, it was shocking to see how deceived people are when it comes to who they are in Christ. How can people live in victory? How can people have peace? You know, I found in my own life is that I must guard my heart against not becoming uh, uh, despondent when I see all of that. Because we want to see people grab a hold of this grace. We want to see people hear this message. So I want to, I want to put, press this on your heart, my friend. Use every opportunity to give your body, soul, spirit, family, money, everything for the gospel of grace. Don't render anything to the lawman and to judgment and condemnation. See who you are. You are and have become the righteousness of God and need nothing. Need nothing. Think of it. That's who you are. And our war is not to try and advance in our revelation. Our war is to stand in this revelation. This is what Paul said in Ephesians 3. He says, I pray that you may comprehend, all of you that are already rooted and grounded in love, that you may comprehend how big the thing is that you are grounded and rooted in. He didn't talk about trees walking around. He talked about being planted and rooted in this message and having this message as a root in your life. Amen. Um, You know, if, if you've got an address list at home, friends, Feel free. Use boldness. People love the grace message. Especially people that is not very spiritual. If you've got people, invite them to, um, to, to our website. Invite them to dynamicministries.com. Invite them to our, um, our uh, forum. It will bless them. And it's practical. It's easy. People can see things there. It can touch the lives of many. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this. I want to just bring it to, you, uh, to your attention again. We've got our daily broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday next week. Um, we've got our cell group on Wednesday. But if you want to be on a cell group, don't slot in on Wednesday. That cell group is already too full. Um, we will, we will uh, allocate leaders to different people and we will have cell groups together. You don't have to belong to Dynamic Love Ministries, Internet Church or anything to be part of a cell group. I would just like you to be part of that. If you want to be a leader and you are establishing the grace of God, just make contact with us so that we can start to build a relationship and um, so that we can make use of you in, in this. We want to see you uh, spreading this gospel. Amen. Thank you so, so much. Forward this link 
to people, forward this message to people, be established in the gospel of grace, experience the love of God. Thank you that you participate. I want to just thank everybody that is part of this ministry. That sends us emails, say, Bertie, keep up the good work. Um, that says, Bertie, you're a blessing to us. I thank God. And I also, I thank God, I thank my wife for always supporting me, always being there for me, loving me. I mean, she, she's the person that believes in me the most and, and supported me for all the years. Thank you for that, Eliana. God bless you all. God loves you. And um, remember this one thing, you can always enjoy the love of God. Amen.